Welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy, Enneagram 6, Life Coach for Sixes. In today's episode, I talk about really the core belief that keeps us from feeling more uninhibited in our lives. It is the fear that we have done something or could do something to harm our own safety and security. This is a big one. So maybe take some notes, let me know what you think and enjoy. Hello, sixes. Welcome back. So glad to be here with you. I'm going to tell you a quick story and then we'll get on to today's topic. So this weekend, my son, who is a tuba player, was at an audition for a tuba thing. And this is actually a two-part story. The first part is in last week's episode, I mentioned that my brain, when I started doing this podcast, was sort of like imagining that my work was going out into the world to a group of people, you know, with their like authority knowing clipboards and they were judging my work (laughs) and it was a very funny image well this weekend at my son's band audition i was there volunteering just to you know make sure nobody burned down the school we were at and there were all these people with clipboards ready to judge these kids and their performance and One, it made me giggle to see that. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, that that does happen. And two, oh man, it just made me feel so inspired by these kids and their courage. So much courage displayed this weekend by those kiddos. Okay, second story about... (laughs) the band incident. We are becoming a band family. So I wouldn't be surprised if you get a lot of stories from me about band going forward. So I don't know if that is like a warning or what, but here we are. So this band program is truly an incredible program where I live locally. We have some of the best school bands in the country it's it's really incredible. Both my kids are involved, so I am invested. You can imagine. The band director, the main director, is this incredible human. And she is uh, very intimidating to me. Now, I am a grown woman in the world. I am not a young, anxious child. However... At this event, I went up to talk to the band director who I was totally fangirling. Okay, this is something that sixes do is we really, um, there's a lot of different reasons for this. The behavior is really fanning over authority that we think is doing a good thing for us or for people, you know, in our purview. We can get very excited about these people. So that was happening. But I wanted to just go say, hey, and, you know, just tell her, thanks. Thanks for everything. 
So I walk up and I become this like anxious, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word. It's the word where we kind of like uh, ingratiating. Oh, that's what the word is. I become this basically anxious, ingratiating child is how I felt. And she was just talking to me normally. And I could just feel it. I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This program and this concert and this speech that you gave and just fawning all over her. And it was, I did not, it didn't feel good. I mean, I felt anxious and weird. And I also really laughed at myself immediately after because I just, I saw in real time. I was like, oh, right. Here's my sixiness. My conscious mind basically went offline and my unconscious strategy of showing up as supportive and non-threatening and helpful because her role in my children's life is important. So my unconscious strategy is to show up, present a certain way, kind of prop her up. And all of the, everything I said was true. It's not that the things I was saying weren't true. It was the way I showed up was, it was so clearly a version of me that I didn't really have control over in that moment. I mean, that version of me just showed up and had a conversation with her. And then we parted ways and I just was cracking up at myself as well as a little chagrined because, I mean, I think I just appeared anxious and nervous. So that's my story. And the reason I wanted to share it, one, because I just think it's funny. I also know that when people, usually when sixes meet me, I'm the authority in that uh, setup, not because I am, but because, well, I mean, I, it's very hard to own that a little bit. But like, of course, if someone's meeting me in a coaching context, they are putting me as the authority. And so I just want to share examples and times when I've, you know, been on the the shoes on the other foot and that... That just is in me. See, now I'm like, why am I even sharing this? This is ridiculous. Why are you outing yourself in this embarrassing way? Because we really are all doing similar things. So that's my story. I thought it was really funny. I thought you'd all get kind of a kick out of it. And also, hopefully, just a little additional perspective around the so much of what we're doing is not based on our conscious choice. And I really think this can be a little bit destabilizing to us if we think that we're doing everything very consciously. I can see how it could be a little destabilizing to think we're kind of just showing up. These unconscious parts of ourselves are just showing up. I also think it can be used very much for us insofar as it is our strategies that are doing the things in the world that are kind of outliving in front of us 
in the world. And for many sixes have a protective strategy of, hey, hi, I'm not a threat. You're awesome. You know, please like me and my kids. Right? That's just, uh, that's just there. That's just in there. I think we can hear about unconscious adaptive strategies and our conscious minds can think, yeah, okay, I get that. But do we get that? Do we really know what that means? Because when the unconscious thing happens, we sure do tend to be pretty judgy about it. We sure do tend to have a lot of opinions about it. Because you can imagine after I walk away from the band director and I see what my, really my body has done, I have choice there. I chose to laugh. (laughs) I like to exist in a context of, you know, acceptance of what automatically happens. It's a huge piece of my work with sixes is what is the overall context that you are creating your adaptive strategies to show up in. I do not always succeed at this, but it is always my goal to create an accepting, to create an accepting home for myself. And that is one of my agendas with my clients is that we're kind of working toward them doing the same if that's in line with what they want. And generally, when sixes are given the opportunity to really think about that, they're like, oh, yeah, I would like my insides to be a kind, accepting place for me rather than the sort of automatic project we're all on, which is I have to fix myself, be better, do better, so I can finally be safe and secure at the end of the day or some some version of that. Okay, so those are my stories of being sexy <laughs> this weekend. Those are my stories of band and sexiness this weekend and how really around authority is where so much of our automatic behavior really shows itself, just comes out. And it's actually, I didn't think of this ahead of time, but it actually is related to this topic that I want to talk about today. I've talked about this before. I'll probably talk about it a lot because it is such a core part of our unconscious belief structure as sixes. And it is this idea that if we do something to harm our own security, our own support system, our own sense of ourselves in the world in any way, uh, we're going to have trouble internally. So on the one hand, the idea that we could do something to harm our own security, our sense of ourselves in the world, if we could maybe do something that's going to put us on the outs, lose support, that idea can be absolutely paralyzing. A whole bunch of what happens, why we don't do things, why we spend so much time in other people's brains before we do something. Well, that person's going to think this. And what if they think that? It is all related to this core 
fear that I might do something to harm my own sense of security, safety, my, you know, and sort of upset my own secure orientation in the world. So much of it comes down to that. And again, this is not conscious. This is not conscious. This is, it's when we can make this stuff conscious that we actually get some choice around it, which is the name of the game. So on the back end, so on the one hand, if we're thinking about that, it's paralyzing on the front end. There are also times when we have already done something and then our brain tells us, oh, you did something that is going to harm your security. You're going to lose support, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to lose approval, which is at the end of the day, support. And that can be devastating. Okay, so on the on the beforehand side of things, you have paralyzing and all the behaviors and thoughts and things that go along with that. If you've already done something that then your system determines was in fact probably harmful to you, that is devastating. So we're not talking about small emotions here. We're talking about great big blocks to us feeling okay in the world. Because remember, as sixes, we outsource our sense of safety, security, connection, our own sense of ourselves to others, to other people, to belief systems, to organizations, institutions, et cetera, et cetera. We put all of that outside of us. And so then we're living to try to keep those things how they are, or to prevent anything from going away. So you can see how the intensity of this belief that we can and should control our own safety security can really be problematic for us. Just sort of like moving about, quote, uninhibited in the world. I mean, what I just described is pretty intensely inhibited inhibited on the front end, in fact, paralyzing a lot of the time, or inhibiting on the back end, where we can be so incredibly cruel to ourselves if something happened that we didn't expect or predict or prepare for. So let's flesh this out a little bit. One concept that I think is really helpful here is to consider the rules. What rules, you might ask? All of the rules that we have in our unconscious that are the rules to live by. And there are a lot of them. This is what it means to be a super ego type. Uh, ones, sixes, and twos are super ego types. This means that we have a baked in set of rules to live by uh, sort of or else. And the or else is different depending on core type. So we want 
let me rephrase. I think we want to spend some time learning what our unconscious rule set is so that we actually can do some productive thinking around do I actually believe those rules? Would I choose those rules now? What are the rules that I want to live by personally? This has a lot to do with doing our values work, just taking the time to actually know what is in our unconscious and making choices around it. Because everything, all of those rules in your unconscious were not chosen by you necessarily. They were programmed by you, by the many, many, many forces. This makes it sound so sinister. I don't actually mean this in a sinister way. (laughs) I really don't. We as human beings are programmed from the beginning by our past, by our generational histories, by our, of course, um, parents or guardians, by the culture at large, by whatever institutions we came up in as children, rules upon rules upon rules. And they're just in there. A lot of times we get access to what our rules are when we look at people and the world and we see things that we think are wrong. We see people doing things that we don't agree with. We have emotional reactions to things that people do, the ways that people talk, the just things that happen. These are ways to get a really good look at what are the rules that I apparently am trying to live by and that I think everyone else should live by. Sixes so often have this idea that if everyone would just fill in the blank, many, many blanks, if everyone would just, then, you know, we would get this outcome. We really have this idea, also unconscious, that we have the whole picture. And if people would just get on board, then, I always think it's very interesting to finish that sentence, then what? Um, I think it's useful for sixes to sort of really look at this idea of themselves as sort of all-knowing sometimes, because of course, other times we don't feel that way at all and are awash in doubt and confusion and overwhelm and we don't know what to do. Well, usually it's because we're sort of circling the drain of this thought Right? I don't want to do anything to harm my security. And this external awareness of what everyone else should be doing is sort of the, it's the external version of that, right? These are all the things that I think are somehow harming my safety and security. And then we blanket that to be everybody's safety and security because we don't really want to personally own that we have our own rule set, or we just never have before. I mean, a lot of the work that we do as adults, we've just never done before because we weren't ever invited as children or teens or young adults to do this work. Say, hey, what do you believe and why? <laughs> that tends to be work we get to do as adults. So 
the rules. We want to know our rule set. What happens when rules are broken or we fear they may be broken is here comes fear. Here comes uncertainty. Okay, we don't want to go near the fear and we do not want anything to do with uncertainty. These are, again, automatic personality things. This is a bit of what our strategy is all about is we want to avoid uncertainty and we don't want to contact our fear directly. So I hope you're getting a picture here, right? We have all the rules for living. And if those rules get broken or we sense they might get broken, then, uh uh-oh, because we're going to be dealing with fear and or uncertainty. And these are just the the panic buttons (laughs) for sixes. Broken rules, things we didn't, anticipate, fear, uncertainty. These are all the things that we are trying to avoid unconsciously. So can consider when we talk about courage, this is one of the ways we get to use our courage is to look at what we think things are supposed to be like, what we think is supposed to be happening and consider that those are our rule set, that those aren't necessarily truths for everyone out in the world, but rather ideas, thoughts, beliefs in inside of us that we might really want to keep and own as our own and maybe not project them quite so freely onto everyone else. They, they're ours. They're what we think and believe. And some of them we may even want to change, soften, work with. We want to be able to take a look at those things. That's that's courageous work. So that's one bit of work that can be really helpful here. Another area is to look at what happens when we get near fear, uncertainty, worries of losing support, etc. is for lack of a better word in this moment, we act out. And we act out, literally out, or inward on ourselves. And I am all about really sixes, uh, sort of, I don't really want to use that language, um, being more aware of how they show up in the world. I think that's really important. However, where I really hang my hat is sixes being kinder to themselves when they're already having a hard time. So the issue is when we um, sort of anticipate uncertainty, lack of support, all the things I keep saying, when we anticipate those things happening or we think we've done something and cracked those things open, we can get extremely hard on ourselves. So we're already dealing with our core fears. And then sort of our compensation for that is to beat the crap out of ourselves, right? Something happens we didn't anticipate. And we say, oh, you should have seen that coming. How could you not have known that? You know, you, sh- you need to do better. You need to protect yourself more. It just becomes this 
really uh, challenging, difficult, cruel internal environment. And then, then what? Then we're sort of trying to compensate for that. And that can have any number of behaviors attached to it. So really, for the topic of this particular podcast, because this is just about us, us and ourselves, we'll, we'll do the with other people in another episode. This is really about how do you treat yourself when there's you're sort of up against your own rules. So it's courage to not only go in and really see one, your own rule set, two, how you treat yourself when that gets broken or potentially broken, and then three, what's going on in your body when all of this is happening. And we've already talked about some hard emotions, you know, really feeling paralyzed to move forward. That paralyzed is going to feel like anxiety. Um, lots of painful narratives. And then of course, if we've already done something, that's going to feel like I said, like devastation, like kind of straight terror is another emotion we might have. Uh, we might get a big anxiety, um, almost an anxiety attack. So how do you want to show up for yourself when all of this sort of internal chaos is happening? Again, remembering that we tend to have this judge inside that when we are experiencing internal chaos, kind of goes at us about that. Now, I will say some sixes project the judgment when we're experiencing internal chaos, the judge primarily goes outside looking for the external cause of the internal discomfort. Most of us as sixes tend to go back and forth. We go out and judge, and then we judge in. Of course, this is where we get the blamey, shamies, blamey, shamies. The blame is external. The shame is when we're really blaming ourselves internally and really saying things to ourselves that just, we're saying things to ourselves that really are not useful or helpful. Although, of course, that part of us thinks it's being useful. It isn't. And we get to really consider how we want to relate to these parts of us that show up when we're having a hard time, when we've got internal dysregulation and discontent on board. This is, again, part of the the work part. I'm kind of painting this like, picture over and over where there is the automatic thing that happens. And then there's some work we can do with that automatic part. Here's another automatic things that happen that happens. And here's the work we can do with that part. So how do we take care of ourselves when we are dysregulated? A lot of the dysregulation that I'm talking about, we're sort of at the emotional level now. We've hung out at the level of thinking and now we're at the emotional level. A lot of the emotional dysregulation is going to be very obvious. You know it well. It feels terrible. It feels like anxiety. It feels like that heavy ugh of shame. It feels like a real sense of righteous anger toward others. These are all, none of these states are bad. They all serve a purpose. They're also 
all examples of not being in a regulated state. One other dysregulated state that I want to kind of just mention here because I see it a lot with sixes. I see it in my own self and it doesn't feel necessarily like dysregulation. This is can actually feel like there's no emotion whatsoever. It's kind of like a steely calm that can come over us and everything gets very logical. It's like a, mm, how do I want to describe it? It's like everything else falls away and there's this pointed logic and it really does not feel like there's a lot of emotion happening. So, however, that is a state that is, there's, I don't even want to say what it is for other people. For me, it's almost like this preparing to attack. It's a little like the calm before the storm. So I'm just throwing that one in there for bonus in case you recognize that in yourself. One of the really good things to know is when we are able to learn how to regulate our bodies, be with ourselves when we are having big feelings, very often the thoughts and beliefs will shift and soften on their own. We do not necessarily have to do a whole bunch of belief and thought excavation. That can be incredibly useful work. And it can also not work for everyone, particularly if you tend to just get in mental arguments with yourself. If that's the case, then perhaps for you, there really is more work to be done at the feelings, body level. And then we can see things shift automatically. When our state is regulated, our thoughts tend to be more supportive. They tend to be more flexible. We tend to have access to trying on different stories and ways of looking at things. Don't have to force that if that's not something that works for us. So that puts us at quote unquote work being done at the level of the feelings in the body. And there are so many ways to go about this. The real trick is remembering to do it when our automatic programming is kind of desperate to stay up in our head. We are head types. We want to solve things in the head. Like I just said, sometimes we can. Oftentimes, we must calm and regulate our bodies first, which is another courageous act. When we are experiencing dysregulation, when we are very much up in our heads, to take our courage and take the focus off of blame, off from shame, and direct our attention to calming our bodies by all of the things that you all already know. Deep breathing, going for a walk, stopping drinking some water, just taking a break 
getting outside, doing anything to just kind of get a new perspective can be really, really, really helpful to automatically start to calm the thinking and also specifically looking, is this thought in play? Have I somehow stepped into the quagmire of believing that my security is somehow at risk here? Because a lot of times when we can see that clearly, that awareness can be enough. So we look for this belief and we do anything and everything to kind of get our body into a different state. And then we can approach the situation with any number of strategies. That's what I have for you today. I hope that the message of this is use your courage for you. Courage and curiosity is what we need to bring about the clarity that we seek. I just made that up. That sounded good. Yeah, courage, curiosity can sometimes equal clarity. I like it. Let's go with it. Okay, see y'all next week. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't yet and you want to, please go give this podcast a rating. If you're feeling really generous and know how to use the tech, leave a review. I love them so much. I love reading them. I appreciate them from the bottom of my heart. I will talk to you all soon.